there's both advantages and disadvantages. I think advantages in the sense that um, you don't have one single party dominating a council. Um, and I think in this election, we've seen that in terms of one, one political party dominance. And also it enables for more um, flexibility, hopefully, uh, in terms of parties coming together and not necessarily only pursuing what they assume is the interest of the electorate, but rather having a kind of uh, coalescing of interest in terms of how they pursue uh, uh, issues around implementation and so forth. But, but that's where the disadvantages also come into play, because sometimes, or not sometimes, more often than not, it is what political parties assume, anticipate, and sometimes get it very wrong that this is that they are governing in the interests of their supporters or electorate, when in fact they're actually governing on the basis of what they think are their values that they are exerting onto the coalition. And the coalition becomes fragile. It becomes, some, in, in some cases, the coalition becomes a hostile environment for political parties to hold each other hostage, and governance doesn't take place. And so that is where you have, for example, what happened in the Nelson Mandela Bay, what happened in Shwane. Um, and also I think people on the ground then realize, you know what, there's more about uh, the political parties defining what they feel should be their interest in the coalition and not necessarily the governance of why people have voted for that political party. Talking about the interest in coalitions, now, should coalitions then, formations or governments, should they be regulated in some way where the voter could potentially still have a voice in that process? You know, it's a very interesting point you raise because it has been a debate, um, especially in this election, around what what kind of legislation or what kind of regulation should be legislated around how you get the electorate or the voter to be much more engaged in what is happening in that coalition around auditing the performance, around accountability, and so forth. And we haven't really... It's a test case, I think, for us in South Africa, because you, you get to a point where the negotiations don't end up becoming about political parties bringing their differences, whether from national or provincial, into the coalition. And if South Africa in this election is moving towards national coalitions and provincial coalitions uh, in terms of what some are predicting for 2024 and beyond, then we have to find some way in which the monitoring and evaluation of the coalition politics or the coalition government is taken forward. So it's, a, it's something that I think is a watching brief. Now, we have seen instability of governments in areas such as Nelson Mandela Bay, Metro, that, that, that you've mentioned earlier over the years. So what do political parties, you think, need to shy away from when engaging in talks of uh, forming coalitions? Well, I think the biggest challenge for political parties is not to take what they see as their role at national and try and transfer it into how they want to define the, out, uh, the outline of the coalition or what they feel are the issues that they're going to bring into the coalition. I think it was one of your, uh, one of your voice notes. It's made a very interesting point about how coalition partners may hold each other hostage to, to certain dynamics or certain positioning. And I can see this becoming quite a uh, issue for, this, for this, time, uh, this time around, particularly where political parties 
don't have traction at national, but the coalition may give them traction at national. And I think the case in point for me is the question around amendment to Section 25 of the Constitution, because that has been a deadlock discussion or a deadlock uh, outcome in terms of the ad hoc, they had mm -hmm. the ad hoc committee in Parliament. Now, if the ANC is going to be held hostage to, say, the EFF, hypothetically, if they go into a coalition discussion and they become coalition partners to govern in any of the 66 hung councils, then, of course, the EFF may find that it can push the ANC into some kind of national positioning on, on legislation. And that becomes not about the electorate. It becomes about what the political parties are trying to leverage out of the coalition. Will these talks or coalitions that will be formed mean, what, it, what will it mean for next, the, the next provincial and national elections, you think? Well, I think the challenge here is if these coalition discussions and negotiations are able to define not what the political parties think the coalition should look like, but rather define what the coalition should be talking about. That's coalition governance. And also, as you rightly point out, you know, bringing in the electorate at some point. I mean, I, I just saw a news article uh, this morning which says that in Johannesburg, residents are a bit more ambivalent about coalitions. I think because experience on the ground hasn't been that great at times. I think going forward, we can expect coalitions to become much more um, integrated in our political landscape. I think our, our political landscape has now been shifted in terms of where our democratic coalition mm -hmm. politics are moving. And that's going to be something we have to check, and that's going to be uh, where we are at that point.